This is Logical Empathy, episode 28. And today I want to talk about getting into the body. This is something we talk a lot about in men's work, but I don't even think it's men-specific. I've talked before about how conviction lives in the body and second-guessing and anxiety and overthinking all live in the head. And so the idea there is that we get out of those masturbatory processes that keep us from doing and being what we really want to be and actually being and doing by thinking less and being more in our active our act, active center, our body. And what I think about this is that there, we have cues that do this for us all the time. Why do people like dancing? It's a brainless activity. It is our, our body's natural want to just turn the brain off and be like an animal, honestly. Get into that ancient place where we're just reacting. Because, A, we're still animals, but B, it is, it is something that we crave. It, it's a part of our being. Our brain is so complex. Mostly people talk about the mammalian brain and the lizard brain or the prefrontal cortex and the limbic system, however we want to say them. And getting into the lizard brain or the limbic system People, people have, there's value in that. It, the extent to which we are caught in our heads from first world society, whether that be phones or TV or computers or just the really intellectual tasks that we consider society, right? So we're all caught up in our heads doing these things every day and it's an imbalance. It's an imbalance to be that head focused. And that's why we have so many mental mental problems. And by that I mean depression, anxiety, other disorders that are about agoraphobia, social anxiety. All these various things are about people who spend too much time thinking and analyzing and not enough time just being with conviction. And it's not just dancing that we do. We don't think about this with meditation, but it's the same. It's the same to put us in our bodies. I believe my meditation has gone up a notch when because there's so much about breathing right and it's always feel the breath where you feel it the most if i feel it in my chest i think it's a slight upgrade to feeling it mostly what i try to do is feel the path of the breath as it uh, goes through my lungs and into my my head but if i concentrate on my chest and lungs 
I think it's a different level. And when I find myself walking down the street, I, and I'm thinking about whatever, over second guessing and over analyzing something in my life, which is uh, every day, I take a moment and feel the breath in my chest as I'm breathing. Yoga does this too. Yoga is also about getting in the body. Yoga is like probably a step above meditation in terms of combining mindfulness with physical activity. And as I, it's just this thing that I think about that we really are creating a society with a certain set of values and we treat those values like they're sacrosanct that i mean i could go over all of them right materialism um entertainment via screen the way we interact with each other like these are all these are all givens the, the political socio-political system the environment that we have it it's very shallow in terms of how deep our connections are. We're, we're so disconnected as a people. And we just take these things for granted, like this is the new normal. Well, maybe it's not the new normal. Maybe these are really toxic things that we're just taking because they're easy. And maybe it's not even that they're easy. It's just that they're convenient. Maybe those two are, the, they're, not, they're not the same. Convenient means it's easy at hand. It's it's right in front of us. Easy means it's less difficult than something that's hard. Convenient means it's right in our face. Something can be easy and not necessarily in our face. It's just less hard than hard. But, I mean, I've gone over this before. Phones are a killer. Phones are such a social killer. We are... And another reason we're destroying a generation. We're destroying a generation of kids who are passively entertained, see the world through this competitive lens, the Facebook, Instagram lens, where they're comparing themselves to others and are don't develop internal self-worth. A, because they're always entertained this way. They don't have the opportunity to overcome challenges, which are the way that people build self-worth. The extent to which there are fewer challenges is the way that kids become... They don't build the emotional resilience and strength that they need. And it's just sad. It's sad for all of us. It's sad for adults too, because we are what we do. I'm 42 years old, and if I spent the next five years staring at a phone on the Metro every day, like everybody does around me, and every time I'm in a bar, I spend three quarters of my time on my phone, like it seems like everybody does. All right, a fair amount of people. All right, go to a restaurant, watch a family of four sit around a table on their phones. It's convenient and it's toxic and 
it's ruining people in ways they don't understand. These things are going to catch up and creep up on us. Jonathan Haidt talks about the increases in anxiety in teenagers. And he's right. There's an increase in anxiety in people. And then, I mean, look, it's, there's, it's multifaceted. There are people looking through, looking for happiness through materialism and not through meaning. That's a killer. And at, <clears throat> as we look for entertainment through screens and not people, that's also a killer. So my original point here was about getting into the body. And getting into the body means staying out of mental patterns. Mental patterns of receiving data or processing data. There's no data processed when you're in the body. It's just doing stuff. It's walking without thinking. It is dancing. It's playing. It's meditating. It's sex. It's conversations where you're present. It is, it could be conversations overall, but particularly when you're present. In the authentic relating class that I took a couple of weeks ago, there are three levels to conversations. One is the data level, and that's just small talk about impersonal things that are around you. Two is the, it's about past and present emotions, things that I've thought in the past or things I think about for the future. In the third level, the bottom level, which is the level that is the high connection level, is the personal level. And that's about how I feel about things right now. That's where people need to live. That's where, that's in the body. That's an understanding of who and what's happening to me in this moment. And it's not about, being present is so much about this. The, the presentness that everybody encourages that people believe they get through meditation. And I, and I agree with that is about being in the body. The body is always present. The mind feels anxiety anxiety via predicting the future or depression via regretting the past. So what's the antidote here? What's the, what's the plan of action? Meditate for sure. Everybody should be meditating. If you're not meditating, it's 2019. You got to get your meditation game going. And it's about catching oneself doing counterproductive things. And counterproductive things, for me, that's walking down the street thinking, thinking about the future, thinking about how I'm going to solve problems that aren't right in front of me. It sets a pattern in, in place where I'm going to continue to do that. The extent to which we develop habits is the extent to which we do them.
So to make a change, we need a new habit. And we get new habits by doing new things. Therefore, if we have a pattern that we know is ineffective, sitting around ruminating, or walking around ruminating as I'm discussing, then the goal is to catch ourselves doing it and then do something else, do something productive until it becomes a habit. It is, and it's hard too. It's hard because I real, I'm gonna have to do this hundreds if not thousands of times for it to actually become effective, but I'm just getting better. I'm getting 0.1% better every day. Maybe it's 1%, I don't know. But even if we knew it was 1% better every day and we can't detect day to day if it's any better, after 100 days, we're 100% better. So there's progress that just isn't always detectable. And that's, that's the hardest part about this growth work is that not all changes are detectable, but it's about making a disciplined plan and then putting that plan into place and trusting the plan. Gotta trust the plan. If the plan doesn't work, you can make a new plan. But if we don't follow through, then we just end up right back, right back where we started. So get in the body. Get in the body by recognizing when you're not in the body and then adjust yourself, do the thinking, or rather do the non-thinking. Make the adjustments, something to get in the body. Just wiggle your toes, concentrate on what you're seeing, smelling, get in the body. It is a universal truth that nobody talks about that we are overly in our heads and not enough in our bodies and it contributes to contributes largely to human dissatisfaction and anxiety and depression that's the end of this episode of logical empathy